Since the dawn of time, competition has inflamed the human spirit and driven us to excel. The Greeks competed every four years in the Olympic and Pythian games, but also in the Isthmian and Nemean games. The Romans were thrilled by gladiatorial spectacles. The Byzantines adored chariot racing, and medieval Europe saw knights compete in tournaments. The spirit of competition continues to blaze brightly in modern times. Who among us doesn't remember the Stanley Cup Finals in 1987, or can't name every winner in the World Curling Championships? But today, there are other titanic struggles involving ice. Now, one such competition looms above all others, and everybody is pondering the answer to this question. Who or what will win Netrunner Worlds 2023? Oh my god, thank you so much, Remy, for that amazing intro. Check out his podcast, Netrunner 2.1. It's a fantastic time. It's real. It's just really well done. You you can tell he has a voice for radio, and he uses it. Moving on, I I got Morgan first, but we got talking about lore. So if if you really just want to get to the question at hand, skip to about fifteen minutes. You should land about where we start talking about it and uh, go from there. But really good discussion with always from Morgan. So I'd encourage you to give it a listen. If not now, then definitely later. Okay, let's let's get into it then. Uh, Morgan, thanks again for joining me to kick off who or what will win world. No, wait, it's different this year. It's who slash what will win world. Who slash what? I, I was convinced to drop the ore, and there's like a rebellion afoot to reclaim the ore, so <laughs> we'll see how Oh, it goes. interesting. <laughs> yeah. I mean... Like, this this sounds like a, a weird matter of, like, uh, semantics, which obviously I'm, you know, well-versed in. Yeah, I feel like I you'd be into the, that. I mean, yeah, exactly. I guess, like, the, the whole purpose of the question is meant to be, so, do you have predictions on which player will win Worlds? And then also, in addition to that, do you have predictions of what decks will win Worlds? And they're part of the same question but in reality they are just two different questions so really you just kind of want to have it phrased in a way that would do that so it's just who will win worlds what will win worlds i i'd um, like to think it's even broader but, than that i someone yeah, in the first year kinda, yeah maybe it was ronnie but they said the power of friendship would win worlds and yet um, to be yeah. proven wrong you know i mean i think that's that's quite right as well so it's it's kind of yeah, it's 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 a it's a very all-encompassing question, but it is at its you know foundational kind of you know area. It is very much about like pr- predict what it is in every possible facet that you you know have opinions on is going to result in you know the victor for, for worlds. And I think that the way that it is uh, phrased is 
ultimately kind of not that important, as long as people understand the purpose of the, the question. So whether it's an or, or a slash, or whatever, I don't know, it, just, it doesn't really matter as long as you're, um, as long as your listeners and the people who are answering the question understand what it's about. It's kind of better when they don't understand, but <laughs> anyways. Yeah, you, I mean, there's also that too. <laughs> are you still the commander-in-chief of the lore division? Yeah, yeah, I'm still, I'm still narrative director. Yep. Oh, that's I, what I will be called. narrative, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be narrative director for the foreseeable future. Basically until, I don't know, I get sick of it or burn out or get too busy to be able to do it or whatever get usurped yeah i i know how it works um can i ask you a couple questions while i got you on the line you absolutely can go right ahead i guess my first one is more of a statement is thank you for finally naming a shaper after me wait we did oh yeah and my second would be that's also a statement Oh my god, I'm terrible at questions. How do I phrase this as a question? Why why are the runners such nice people in all the sets we've we've seen from an SG? Where's the buttholes? This is such a funny question. Okay, so there there are there are two ways for me to answer this. One of them was the laughter that I just had then. Yeah. And and I, I would sort of frame that as like ominous laughter. But I also think it's it's very much a matter of perspective, right? So something that I have noticed recently, both from reading community discourse about our characters and also from asking the odd question here and there, and also from, from talking to people who aren't usually like really visible in community discourse spaces, uh, there are there are sort of like three aspects, I think, to the perspective that our runner characters have been really nice. And also like one little caveat there too, with a caveat being that obviously I can really only speak to the Borealis and Liberation characters uh, because I wasn't you know, directly involved in the creation of the Gateway or uh, Ashes ones. So yeah, like I, I wasn't there. I was in you know dev for those. Yeah. I didn't really get involved in any of the um, the stuff for those ones. So that's there's this sort of like we have two errors of um, uh, null signals narrative direction now. Um, so that's the caveat. But the the sort of three facets is so firstly, obviously comparing it to FFG, right? So I would actually say that FFG has quite a few nice kind of runners as well but the thing is they have more runner characters like several times more just oh, because yeah. the game ran for a lot longer so there's a much more myriad of examples to be had um and i would like argue that we don't really have any but i don't think we have any runner characters who are like more quote-unquote nice than any of the ffg ones were it's just that so far that's kind of the sort of ones we've had and i Again, can't really speak to half of them. But the second like facet I would have is, so for the ones that I've done, uh, I've always been a really big believer in contrasts when it comes to uh, writing, and especially for characterization, uh, right? So the best way to depict a character's story arc or development arc, or even just to kind of give a good feeling for what sort of person they are is to present them within a set of contrasts. So you have what it is that they're like day to day, what it is that they're like in a general sense. But then you also depict what it is that they're like under pressure or when they're 
doing things in a much more dire situation. And the contrast that is built between those two you know, aspects of their life is where you get to actually see the really interesting, crunchy kind of uh, characterization. And I think we've been mixed in terms of how well that's been depicted. Like Borealis, I think for some of the characters, we were quite good at that and others not quite as well. It was, you know, my first one and I was being a bit more adventurous and uh, Borealis was an interesting slash difficult first cycle for me as narrative director as I was working with a lot of foundation that was already laid out for me. So I was kind of figuring out how to tell stories that I wanted to tell within that existing foundation. You, you put some um, heavy themes in Borealis. <laughs> yeah, I mean, some of them were definitely already there, and some of them I definitely, you know, built on myself. I mean, like, like Essa is not a nice character. Essa may appear to be, and it's sort of because certain aspects of, of Essa's goals and philosophies are, you know, something that could be interpreted as being nice. I mean, you know, Z is all about... Uh, eco, you know, sustain, uh, protection and sustainability and, you know, yeah. um, stuff to do with the, the environment. But I mean, there is also an eco-terrorist and will blow stuff up a lot and has had a lot of instances where people in the, the you know, same group that, that Essa is in have died because of you know, these actions. And Pour one out for Sundog. Yeah, I mean, pull one out for Sundog, pull one out for uh, the uh, person who dies between Katorga Breakout and Finality. Mm. Uh, just all that kind of thing. I kind of don't really know how anyone looks at Essa and is like, oh, this is a, a friendly, sunny character. Padma, I guess, kind of is more so than, like, other things, but also Shaper. I don't know, Shapers generally do tend to be more on that kind of um, end of things. And Sable, I'll be the first one to say that uh, I think... Like, she's were... actually an absolute psychopath, right? This is something I wanted to bring up. It, kind of, Is yeah. it because it's a matter of perspective? You know, everyone's everyone's the hero of their own Absolutely. story. If we're writing of the perspective of the runner, they, they probably seem better. But, you know, maybe maybe you could write a story about Arisana knocking over someone's carton of eggs as she airblades back. And maybe that wouldn't be very interesting, but then people wouldn't think she's so good. I don't know. No, absolutely. And, and that sort of brings me to, like, the next sort of facet I had, which was that I think our first batch of runners in Ashes were all pretty, pretty on the, the positive side of things. I can't really speak to why that ended up happening. It just is. And uh, and in our gateway ones, I mean, Loop is relatively positive, at least in like how he's depicted and everything. And Towers as well. And Zaya, you really had to like read the fiction piece for her to get the other, the, the sort of more morally gray area aspects of yeah. her. Um, and I think that has just influenced people's perspective. Like that's what they think NSG is all about, and therefore that's what they're going to read in our characters much more. But, like, yeah, Essa is not. Um, Sable is very much about survival and trying to uh, escape from the, you know, troubles of her past. And I had a much harder time depicting that in the cards than I would have liked, I think. Like, I, I think I was very good at depicting what sort of 
uh, things are important to Sable and what, what Sable is like and what Sable has, but uh, some of the like darker tones of her character and story only came out in a couple of cards. Like Wake, in, Wake Implant in particular is really big for that. And I think yeah. the fact that I wasn't able to put um, the flavor text on that one was actually kind of a real bummer for that. And I think I didn't find that out until right towards the end. So I didn't really have much of a chance to try and infuse that into other cards. It's just a lot of, you know, growing pains basically, but uh, liberation has been way better at that. And I'm sure people are going to be like, Oh, but the liberation characters all seem really sunny to which insert ominous laughter here. You've only seen half of the cycle. Are you <laughs> like, telling I mean, me the Anar character that has a card about a pet shelter is going to be like this evil mastermind? Maybe not like oh. an evil mastermind, but like in terms of what is going on in the liberation storyline and the kinds of things that the characters are going to have to confront and deal with and make decisions about, like, I, I honestly don't know how anyone could look at just the concept of the liberation storyline and think that all of the runner characters are going to come out unscathed, if, if not, you know, physically, but like, you know, in terms of their ethics and, and morals and stuff like that. And yeah, it's, uh, you know, people keep asking me for, for you know, more serious storylines or, you know, characters that are the more morally gray. And I'm just like, this is a very monkey poor curling oh, request. Yeah. It's interesting that um, a little like the game dev folks that I know who are familiar with my style of writing and my style of uh, storytelling and what kinds of stories I like telling have looked at Liberation and been like, oh, this is a very Morgan, you know, thing. I know what to expect from the second, you know, set here. Whereas a lot of, a lot of Netrunner players wouldn't have, you know, have any familiarity with my writing prior to, to me taking over for Borealis and therefore wouldn't, you know, know what to expect in terms of um, tone. But I write a lot of very serious, at times, very brutal um, stories and characters, and Liberation is very much me getting to take the gloves off in that respect. So... Yeah, a lot to look uh, forward to, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm not, you know, I don't want to give anything away, but, like, if you think that, um, yeah, Liberation won... Having, you know, an animal shelter in it, it means that the whole cycle is just going to be that sort of thing, then, uh, I don't know, I think that's 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 a, a rash assumption considering the the topic is about a, a, a change to a country's constitution to make a class of people subhuman with, you know, a Jinteki... IP recovery division that is all about kidnapping clones. Like, yeah, it's uh, th th there's a lot of heavy stuff there to begin with, and uh, if you, I'm hoping that after the liberation cycle is done, people will be more willing to give me credit as to what to expect in the future. Well, I um, love your work, and I'm looking forward to it. And we're almost at 20 minutes, so we should talk <laughs> about the actual topic at hand. Who yeah, slash what will win worlds, Morgan? That's a good question. So it always last is, year's, right? Last year's Worlds was in uh, North America. So obviously the answers that a lot of people would have given then would have been based on the North American demographic because you're going to expect to have a lot more people from the you know, Americas yeah. attending. Whereas now it's more Europe, European people. Um, so you kind of got to like tailor that to... Um, 
to that expectation. So I think, uh, like, straight off the bat, I'm obviously going to, you know, expose my biases and say that I think someone from NWE obviously stands a very good chance. Like, we have a lot of good players, and a lot of them are going to be there, so there's, you know, just, like, weight of skill There's some good players numbers. in there. I mean, Pinsel's yeah, already I mean, won Worlds once. We can, exactly. we can see a repeat. Exactly. So I think Pencil, you know, stands a really good chance for it. Uh, I think, I, I actually don't know who from the UK is going, but I think there's several really strong players from the UK who could also I'd know, assume definitely stand a chance. It's, it's relatively um, close compared to last year, so why not? You know, if like Rotom is going, I think Rotom is absolutely up there. In terms of like people, I, I, is, I, I think Bridgeman is going. And if Bridgeman is going, I think Bridgeman definitely... Um, has a pretty strong chance. I have heard and also seen that Bridgeman has been playing games on JNet like you know near twenty four seven the last few weeks. So Bridgeman, I, I you get gotta get a Smurf. That... Bridgeman, you gotta get a Smurf. This is not um, how it's done. Oh man, Smurfs! Like I, I have such weird, fascinating opinions on Smurfs and like identification of Smurfs. Oh, I love but it. there is like one Smurf that I've been hearing like a bunch about like the past week, like a, a Canel, I think it is, K-A-N-E-L. And like a lot of people have been trying to figure out who it is and just have no idea. Oh, they and... just played Andre today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. Like no one, no one seems to know who it is. Like no one in, in NWE, at least to my knowledge, knows but it's who it is. always the hope either. is just like, a new player and they like are yeah. sweeping everyone right that would be so cool uh so i don't know whoever that person is if they're at worlds who knows maybe there'll be some sort of dark horse all right give uh, me a what a what okay so i think i think nbn is pretty poised for it uh, a big part of that actually i should i should phrase this with a uh, sorry preface this with with a thought i don't think the current meta is solved yet, like by any stretch of the imagination. And I think a part, a good part of that is just because you know, we, we have had fresh rotation and new set. And that's always like the, a period of big disruption. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a lot of like unknowns to it. So some of my predictions are based on what are usually good in a meta that is quite unknown or quite disrupted. So NBN absolutely, I think, is the corp that's best at dealing with a disrupted meta. So I can totally see an NBN deck coming out of it. Uh, I could see some sort of Wayland thing like Outfit Fast Advance getting through as well. Uh, it might struggle a bit in the cut is all I'm thinking about. But I think it stands well a decent chance too. Though, so, uh, yeah, yeah that, I mean... that too, for sure. Absolutely. And I think a lot also hinges on like how much pinhole gets played. If there's less, if, if pinhole stonks are down, then I think we can see some Jinteki and HB like rush slash semi glacier kind of stuff. Yeah. Doing well too. Um, so that's like, yeah, very much hinges on, on pinhole, a card that I personally loathe. Run aside, so I think Ari stands a good chance because she's pretty flexible, very popular. A lot of people really like the the playstyle, and it's new and different and cool. And I think there's a lot of flexibility sure within. I that. just saw I just saw the frog T-shirts NSG is putting out for Worlds. Ah, <laughs> so good. I wasn't sure if they'd been announced yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're great. Um, 
Yeah, there's uh, there's there's some fun Ari related stuff to do with worlds. Actually, we we're, we're hoping to have like a little bit more of a meta narrative happening, but it didn't quite work out. Oh, so we just didn't really yeah. have time, oh, and I've been that. I've been like obscenely you know busy both IRL and with like Liberation too. So I just ultimately really didn't quite have the time to get as much. Sorted out for it, but yeah, we were hoping to have a little bit of a meta narrative. But there I, is I'm still glad some. that sort of stuff's on your radar, though. That's awesome. Uh, there, there will be some still, but not as much as like previously. Like, I mean, you know, you've you've seen about like the art gallery thing that we have yep. at the venue. Yeah, and like the the idea is that our our Asana has had has some pieces there. Oh, that's fine. Um, and you'll and there's there's some there's a little bit of meta narrative connected to that, though it won't be as like present at the world's event as we'd initially been wanting to do. It's something I'd love to do in the future for like other worlds or continental event things. All right, we got to wrap this up and hear from other people. So Ari, Sable, I think Essa also, and probably, you know, just a good stuff Hashiko list. Those are the the sort of four contenders I think I see for it. One Um, last question for you. I'm not going to be a world. Are you? I am not. We'll try for next year. Uh, Happy Worlds, everyone. I'm very excited to see just everything. The competition, the streams, everyone celebrating Worlds. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm definitely going to be watching the streams and stuff as well. And You'll see us there. See how it all goes. (laughs) All right. Thanks so much, Morgan. (laughs) No worries, Phil. I'll talk to you another time. Sounds good. Shall we just... Dive into it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Welcome to the ShadowNet recording studio. Oh, this is where this is amazing. all the magic happens. Uh, there's so many like like hidden tricks and secrets. Like I'm surprised they haven't cracked down on you. All this. Look at all these Netrunner cards. Yeah, cards everywhere. Neatly sorted yeah. around us to just give us inspiration. Anyways, Keith, thank yeah. you for coming in the studio today. Uh, I have one question for you. Who slash what will win Worlds? I get closer also. All right, all right, all right. Yes. Uh, so, you know, as a long-standing Netrunner player, I had one love in my heart, and that was Leela. Oh, yeah, yeah. When Leela came out, I I fought really hard. I got the playmat. I got the, like, two of the alt arts. Sick. The MS Paint one was really good. So, my vote has got to be the Hermes console, which is Leela 2.0 in wherever you would want her. This is a shockingly like. This is a real card you're putting card. out there. Yeah, yeah. I'm I don't know what you there. said last year, but it wasn't a real card. Last year, I said it was the venue that benefited from all of us being there. That they did. Yeah, we, yeah. We were very kind to them. I think. And, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now, as everyone's probably flying down uh, or in transit as we speak to beautiful Barcelona, yeah, not us, not us. Maybe nope. next year. Yeah, we're just in the yeah, yeah, yeah. chilly Calgary at the moment. Yeah, that's, that's all right. But yeah, in my heart, that's what I would be playing. That's an actual good answer. Thank you. I'm glad, you know, someone has to put something good out there. There's been a lot of jokers so far. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, awesome. Right, thank you very much, Phil. Jay Pumpkin. Who or what will win worlds? Hi, Phil and friends. Jay Pumpkin here. I think this year Worlds will be won by Jan Tuno. It's been putting in the work, and I think this is its year. Good luck out there. Ronnie, who slash what will win Worlds? You know, that's that's a very, very interesting question, I think. Um, to me, 
I think the uh, the Indonesian scene is really you know developing their own strategy, their own meta, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if you will, in this uh, living card game. And I think they've uh, developed a very interesting strategy that might take some of the you know the the known players off guard. You know, and you think these Indonesian players are flocking to worlds as we speak. I think so. I think so. I think there's going to be some surprise faces that show up at the event. That's awesome. uh, And wherever it's going to be located. All right. Good luck to all the Indonesian players out there. Yeah. If it was me, if I was a betting man, I would put, you know, uh, my life savings on the Indonesians. Very good. Uh, Dave, Redemptor? Yeah. I don't know if you want people to know that about you. I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> I guess that's okay. Who slash what will win worlds? Come talk in the microphone. I'm going to go with Hasbaroid. That's reasonable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gyroscopic. Who slash what will win worlds? www23. A poem by Jai. Roses are red. Arisana is a she. We gather in Barca for Worlds 23. Lamb is back and Keeling is gone, but Dreamnet did nothing wrong. Whalen is fun and trashing is swell. Op Super Heavy Logistics Extract Export Excel. Roses are red, Netrunner's the best, Hoshiko Delenda Est. Uh, so I got kind of a spicy email in explaining this and you like you know me usually i don't accept non-audio submissions or i heavily mock them but this one had a, a tinge of seriousness i think needed to be addressed so i actually hired a voice actor to you know protect this person's privacy so they couldn't be identified um so yeah as follows um mysterious writer inner who slash what will uh, win worlds hey phil hey eric Dave Laird, a.k.a. Ghost Meat, a.k.a. Hungry Ghost Meat here, from a waiting area in Vancouver Airport, en route to Worlds in Barcelona, offering a few thoughts on who, what will win Worlds. The main projection I care to offer is one of pure spite for Eric's episode 44 proclamation that the state of competitive Canadian netrunner, quote, sucks dick. <laughs> so my acrimonious prediction is that at least three Canadians will make the top 16 cut. That a team consisting of two Canadians and a Swede will win Crown of Servers. While Will will win Worlds again. See that? W by 5 alliteration? Suck on that, White Blade. Just kidding. Love you, buddy. And P.S. For anyone who's been bullying Phil about the slash instead of or in this year's W by 5 acronym, it was my personal suggestion for a more streamlined and economical title. Snoots, feel free to buy me a beer at Worlds and argue with me on this all you like. Thanks for all you do, Phil and Eric, and see you in Barcelona, everyone. Brackets. Sorry, I didn't get a chance to record this, guys. This week was nuts, and I was up past midnight last night, planning for my subs and marking. So, just wasn't in the cards this time. Thanks for reading it out for me. Can't wait to hear the episode. Close brackets. Dave, sent for my iPhone. <laughs> Sokka um, 234 William World champion Current world champion As far as I remember 
who slash what will win Worlds? So the main winner of Worlds, I, I think I genuinely believe this, the main winner of Worlds will be the startup in eternal formats, right? Because there's, like, there's going to be a big part of the team event on Friday. I think it'll like create a cascade of excitement for those two formats as people are going to discover fun things, doing something they may not have otherwise done. As for the standard event, I think like, yeah, like opportunities to repeat worlds don't just show up at the door. So I think I got to back myself for this one. Also, to be like totally honest, I've been putting a lot of pressure on myself to make the repeat happen. So like my personal stress levels will also be a winner at the end of worlds. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've very much turned into a full-time Netrunner player and part-time law student in the last month and nine days. Uh, by the way, today, as we record this, yeah. is my is my one-year anniversary. One year ago today was was World's Sunday. Nice. Uh, was the day two of Swiss, uh, day two of the standard event. Um, yeah. So with that said, um, if you're at Worlds, please come say hi. And if not, you can follow my journey through the weekend as I'm going to post YouTube shorts uh, on my YouTube channel at Socket234. So go check that out and subscribe. And I will hopefully do like, you know, those like poker player at the end of like a couple hands, they'll do this like short at the end of a round. So hopefully I, I'll, I'll be able to keep that up. I'm very excited for you. Best of luck. And yeah, we'll, uh, we'll cheer you on. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Go Canada. Okay, moving on to Xeroth Maxima. Uh, what's your thoughts here? Oh, thanks, Ed. I really appreciate when someone asks me this question, you know? So I, I'm torn. Is it is it going to be yellow NBN or red Jinteki? It looks like mustard and ketchup to me. Yeah, probably like a gigantic red deck. Like, do you guys have Clifford over there? It's a good size. Sizeable dogs there, yeah. Yeah, like Sanjay would know the best here, but like I'm talking about truly girthy. Um, yeah. 300 card Jinteki? Yeah. Um, I'll cut you off now before we get too many aubergine emojis in the in the chat there. Big decks aren't that phallic, Ed. I don't know what you're going on about. Oh, wait. Big decks. I get it. Brett. Also screen name Brett. It's a good name. It is a good name. Who or what? No. Oh, shit. Who slash what? I know, I know, I should know. Ah, who slash what will win worlds? Uh, I'm gonna be lame. It's definitely Hoshiko and Barcelona generally to prove it's better than Valencia. Oh damn! Yeah. Oh damn! I'm gonna throw down that El Cid can suck it. <laughs> oh shit! Look, I don't get the reference, but I'm sure someone out there's gonna love that. <laughs> Man Verdup, who slash what will win worlds? It's going to be someone who started playing during the pandemic. Wow, I'm pretty sure he's at worlds. Sounds busy. Have a great worlds, everyone, and we'll talk to you soon. You can be mean about it, that's fine.
Um, no, no, it's not something mean. It's more like uh, 